Actually, I legitimately my life is better because I don't yeah. look at comments anymore. I just feel like the world is not quite so terrible, mm-hmm. you know, in general. I don't. I don't. I. I, I still have to. I. I can't. I can't get away from them. It's hope for humanity. Well, it, I don't think that's the truth. I just think <laughs> I don't have to worry about it anymore. All right. <clears throat> I apologize if I sound terrible because I sound terrible um, because. I woke up not too long ago, but also because for the past several days, I've been outside a whole lot. And I don't know if like the pollen is cranking here or what, but between uh, a lot of slip and sliding and fireworks Ooh, and no. outsiding and man, my face is just full of gunk. So oh, is it, is, should a 45 year old man be slip and sliding? <laughs> I don't know, but I did. Like, did you guys make your lot. own slip and slide? Yeah, so a few years ago we did the hundred foot slip and slide thing where we, you know, you just take a sheet of plastic and roll it out. And so this year on the fourth, about halfway through the afternoon, the kids were like, "Oh, we should do the slip and slide again." So I ran out and got some plastic, and we did the slip and slide again. And I went pretty hard on it, and I felt it <laughs> <laughs> like felt every bit of it. You um, put soap yeah. down too, or just? Oh to, yeah, yeah, yeah. You do like sprinklers. Liquid, so we laid soap? out. Two, like, of the, you know, little sprinklers that go back and forth, the little, I don't know what you call those. The, like, ones that oscillate. And uh, we took off the gear that oscillates them so that they're just spraying in one direction. So you do that at the top and about halfway down. And then you start with some soap at the top, and it runs all the way down. And so we had some good speed. It was it was good. Hmm. But I, I'm definitely bruised, visible, visibly bruised. <laughs> on my hips and my chest and my shoulder last night. Like I, I sleep on my stomach. And so like I, I, my shoulders are up, you know, like my arms are up underneath my head and I woke up last night in so much pain. <laughs> it's just one of my shoulders. Is Do we still have a cover tough. image for each episode? No, we don't. We don't. Cause we used yeah. to, you used to put together the, the craziest Photoshop images of various things that made <laughs> no sense to making or woodworking or metalworking. And I yep. was just going to suggest that uh, we have a photo of your bruised body. Oh, no, that would probably wouldn't get us any listens. I think it would be <laughs> best to avoid that at all costs. Okay. But right. yeah, so we we did that on um, on the fourth and on the third on the third or the second second. My parents have a a big like family get together family and friends get together every weekend around the 4th of July and they always rent this big inflatable slip and slide and it's different every year like the company just brings a different one and so this year it was a two lane uh like you climbed up one thing about a story and a half and then there were two lanes of slide that went down and then at the bottom instead of just going into a pool they turn 90 degrees and then they go into a pool. So, and, you know, a kid, that's fun because you you slide down, you kind of bounce off the side, and then you end up in some water. As an adult, you go really, really fast. And then <laughs> right you the slam corner. into the side. <laughs> and instead of just following the curve around, your body just kind of bounces to the right. And then you end up in water or out of the water if you're going fast enough. So between those two days, I'm uh, I'm feeling it. But it was your birthday. It was exciting. It was my birthday. Yeah. I mean, I guess so. I don't know. Do you guys enjoy your birthdays at this point? No. No. I I only enjoy my birthday because it's springtime. That's what I really like. Mm. Like, it's like the changing of the seasons and everything. And and it's always, and it's my sister's birthday is a couple days after mine. So it's always like a, everybody's like, hey, happy birthday. You know, happy you and Kathleen. Happy birthday. And, And it's really more for the season. It's just like, oh, yeah, winter sucks. (laughs) <laughs> I used to take my Facebook page down on my birthday every year just so I wouldn't no, really? get all the birthday wishes. I can't do it now because it's tied to the to the business account. Yeah. You can hide your birthday, though. Oh, I don't know if you knew maybe that. I need to go in there. And I did that a few birthday. years back because it was just like on your birthday, it would blow up. And it was people that you didn't talk to the rest of the year. I the choose it's complicated for my birthday. <laughs> 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 it's getting more complicated. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I did a lot of a lot of slip and sliding this weekend, and a lot of some fireworks and some hanging out. We have some friends in town, so we've been we've been very busy 
and I've taken a few days off of work to just kind of hang out with them and goof off. So it's been good. But I missed all of the go kartness. Yes, you know. So next year, so more people can come because there was there's one or two other people whose birthday falls in this weekend that said I would come, but I have my family thing because my birthday. Besides you, Bob. So I was thinking next year maybe having it one week earlier or one week later. I still haven't nailed that down. But I just want to say that I would feel more special if you had just told me you were going to move it for me. But well, you. I I mean, uh, I'm gonna (laughs) I'm gonna move it. You're gonna be like you'll have to come up with somebody else's birthday (laughs) to not come. (laughs) <laughs> so put you on the spot there. But the you know, there's a lot of people like, I wish I could come. I got a family thing. So I moved it over one day. Next year, I'll move it over seven or eight days. We'll see. We'll figure out that. And then I did it on a Sunday this year. Next year, I'll do it on a Saturday because there's a few people that say I work on Sundays at my special job. So I wish I could have come. Anyway, so next time it will be on a Saturday sometime around the summer. But there's a lot of people that said, I would love to participate, but I have no room to make a go-kart. So I mm. said, let's do two segments. Let's do an RC car. Let's oh. do RC and, and go-karts. Because if we did it at the racetrack, there's plenty of rough terrain. There's two acres, so there's plenty of rough terrain to go in and out. So we could make a track for RC cars, and we could make a, a track for the go-karts. But all in, it was a very, very fun, successful day. Nobody got injured, just a couple of muffler burns, but nothing severe. No damage carts, no major crack-ups. You know, every once in a while, somebody's tire might grab one of the wall tires, the tires that protect the track, and you get like a big hard jerk to the left or the right, and you damage your whole steering mechanism. So that didn't happen this year. Not, I did see Jeremy's thing hit the wall once, but he was able to fix it. And then my whole steering box became disengaged. And right there on the spot, we had a welder and some tools and I was able to weld a cage of bolts around my little mechanism because I got this rack and pinion thing from online and the hub where the rack goes left to right and the and the steering piece comes perpendicular from it had two little quarter 20 bolt holes in it. And <clears throat> those two little quarter 20 bolt holes became oblong by the end of the day. So it was kind of halfway Ooh. through the day when suddenly there was no steering on the cart. So I, I welded up a cage that was on my Instagram story. <coughs> Bless. Sorry, I, I sneezed into the microphone and let go of the. I'm sorry. I got my order of operations wrong. I released the mute button and then sneezed. Sorry about that. <laughs> I apologize. So it was a good day. Nobody got hurt. And this time there was lots of new people, a lot, lot of people coming because a lot of people uh, or a few people showed up that have been there in the past and said there was no way they were going to come this year without a go kart. A lot of it was it was a lot of fun, a lot of lot of hugs and you know good feelings and you know this thing has turned into, at least it's turning into, a thing where the guys like me who are basically just big children at heart, have the opportunity and the means to make a go kart that is fun and cool and you know like Dave like you you know you you finally have the means to have a shop and make a thing and weld and do some kind of big boy stuff but in a little boy spirit and. That was that's what this is shaping up to be. You know, all these guys. I'm in my 50s, so you have these other guys in their 50s, and even younger Wait, guys going. What? Sorry, <laughs> just kidding. I am. And <laughs> the idea is just have a silly, fun time. And so by the end of the day, a couple of guys are like when we do this next year, let's come up with a theme. And someone's like, let's do wood. I was like, let's do wood. Let's do it because a lot of guys don't do metalwork, so they could do woodwork. And so the idea next year is if you're going to participate. Make a go-kart that is somehow using wood. There's no rules or regulations. There's no winner. It's just a hangout. Just a hangout. And when somebody's cart breaks or if somebody shows up with a cart that's in need of repair, everybody jumps in. Next year, I'm going to have the full machine shop in the back of the thing. This year, we needed to make a couple of bushings, which we weren't really able to. We just kind of blew it off. But if the machine shop is fully set up, I'll have a bridge port there. I'll have a lathe, welding, a full mechanic set. So it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to keep getting bigger. It's going to be fun. Awesome. Yeah. Next year, I'll try and get a sponsor. And if I have a sponsor, if anybody's listening, if anybody cares to recommend a sponsor, the only thing I would really want out of it, if a sponsor wants to be involved, is just to pay for insurance. And that's it. Hmm. And that's that. I yeah, wouldn't even want any money. Thing. Yeah. So if somebody wants to put their name on, I put out a bite. By the way, I happen to have this right here. I made these commemorative keychains, Jimmy Speedway. Oh, I saw that. That's and nice. this is just a little laser cut piece of corian pressed into leather and so everybody went away with one of these 
And if we did a sponsor next year, maybe their name might be on it too. But at the end of the day, this uh, this Jimmy Speedway name came up because Pat Reynolds kept calling me, kept calling post Jimmy Speedway, like going to Jimmy Speedway and he posts a picture of a guy in a rocket cart. It's really funny. And like somebody hanging <laughs> that, that on That was car really room. crazy. <laughs> somebody <laughs> hanging on somebody's rear view mirror driving by the camera, like as if somebody like on the street was just like, look at that. And then like Pat would post that and say, Heading to Jimmy Speedway, so he started. He started that hashtag, so I just went with it and made it the name of the event. It's uh, it was really fun. It was really real, fun. real quick. I want to get back to that, but speaking of sponsors, since you said that, um, we have had uh, we always talk about our Patreon supporters, and for a long time we've had the same group of people that we mention in the show, and one of those is Blondie Hacks, and so we got a message from Quinn this past week saying that she was going to. Uh, remove her her name from that list because she's been a part of it for a long time and she said she wanted to make room for somebody else. And uh, so she is now off that list, but I wanted to publicly thank her because she has yes, helped yes, all yes, of yes. us in a lot of different ways. She's also supported the show for a very long time. And so I didn't want to, to just, you know, go away without a public thanks to her because she's awesome and she has taught all of us a lot of stuff. So... um. But that also means that there's a, a slot open. There's actually a couple of slots open now on that list. So if you want to support this show at that level and get your name mentioned in the show, you can go do that. And yep. you'll be mentioned. So you can become a sponsor by being a Patreon supporter. There is but no we'll get, doubt we'll I would not have got up and running as fast as I did on my mini lathe without Quinn's videos. No oh, doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, some good stuff there. Well, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, we were talking about my um, machining video that I did and how I was saying that a bunch of people just recommended her. And then she sent us a message after that, kind of like saying, I'm sorry that the people who watched my stuff were badgering you. And that's not at all what I meant. They were suggesting her mm-hmm. as a resource yeah. for like great information. And I thought that was really, really cool. I mean, it, it's always great to see somebody in our community who is really good at something or knows what they're doing. It finally get lifted up through the community as a, you know, as like an authority on something. Because lots of people goof around and figure things out. Some people come into this world that we're in with an authority, a skill set already. And it takes a while for them to be seen as an authority. And I think it's really cool when that happens. And I think that's what happened with her. So, you know, people are pointing to her as a resource and that's excellent. So if you're listening, Quinn, thank you. And I was not being badgered. I was being suggested your stuff, which I thought was really, really cool. So, um, All right, back to the, the go-kart thing. So mm-hmm. was there any, like, standout go-karts, anything, well, any, any builds? Yeah, Clement, any? Clement, small engine, that's Art Clement. He is nuts. And when I did year one, <laughs> Art, right away, he was just texting me and Instagramming me constantly. And I didn't know him. We met at the event for the first time. And we became instant friends, and we've been friends since. And that was three years ago was the first one. Or that would be two years ago because it was the first one and then a year, second one, and then a year, third one. So it's uh, he's he's a very, very skilled mechanic, very skilled welder, and he's building his channel slowly. So go check out Art Clement's small engine on Instagram. And he built a go-kart with an engine from a snowmobile. So he and he's and not to mention, I said he's like he's like uh, he was like a featured event. I said you know at two o'clock, Art's going to be taking his go kart out. Everybody on the other side of the fence, he's doing donuts. <laughs> and if you saw a couple Instagram stories where he's like zipping up and down the main street, he like broke through the gate and just like went right up and down the main road doing seventy miles an hour. He's nuts, and so he's fun. He's he was fun and he was cool. And uh, the alchemist. Um, Chris, uh, I, I, his last name escapes me just for a second, but Chris Sullivan, he he made a, a go-kart out of a ladder. And he says, I'm only going to make go-karts out of, I'm going to make a go-kart out of only what I could find in my garage. So he took an aluminum ladder and some, and his drive system was really cool. His, his drivetrain that powered the thing, it was really, he basically put like a power hammer lever on it. So he, he had the engine running at a consistent speed with a slack belt that went around it. And then when you step on the gas, what you were doing was tensioning the belt. So if you tension the belt, then the go-kart goes. So the, the engine was always at a full throttle. It was, it was really clever. And uh, 
couple guys just showed up with things they bought but modified and you know lots of vintage stuff um jeremy forrester uh, is another big part of this and musty musty one uh on uh youtube if you guys know musty musty will find an old engine like in a puddle or in a junkyard and take it home and get it running something that hasn't run in many many years he'll buy a car for 10 bucks and then get the car running and figure out everything that's wrong with it so musty's really really skilled uh, engine guy and yeah just uh you know and everybody else that participated it's just it's great there's a those are the three main originals there's a few others and uh, guys showed up with mopeds my buddy brandon from brooklyn showed up with with a moped and a a little go-kart he bought on facebook market on the way up (laughs) sold it at the event you know so it's it's really fun it's kind of like (laughs) a swap meet too (laughs) yeah it's great it's great a lot of mini bikes Sometimes when I go to race at the at the more professional, the bigger tracks, there'll be an open class where basically you can do whatever you want. And they don't get a lot of carts in those classes, but usually there's like two guys with a small go-kart with a snowmobile engine on there. And they just, yeah. they sound terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Like art from like a dead standstill, Art yeah. can like burn rubber on the tires. And he yeah. does these crazy, wow. does these crazy donuts and he could zip in and do a immediate 180 and zip right out it's crazy it's some of his some of his clips will be in the final go-kart build video because the video is going to be me building the go-kart then me test driving and then me at the track and then the video will end it's not going to be too vloggy style just more just quick clips yeah there's there's a lot of stuff on social media if you look look at me or art you'll see some of the hashtags it was good. This was a big success. Like I said, everybody played it safe. Nobody got injured. And, you know, it's funny. I, I Vincent Fryer was there, and I said, I go, it's great. Nobody gets hurt. It's crazy. Nobody gets hurt. And he says, he goes, the reason no one, no one gets hurt is because no one's drinking, which I said, that's actually a good point. <laughs> Completely sober event. Nobody brought a six-pack. Nobody brought any beers or anything. Everyone was just, like, super focused on. There were several kids there, too. The kids were having fun. We uh, Art brought a go-kart that's slow for the kids, and he had his son take other children around and it's like this two-seater oh, go-kart cool. that one really slow it was really cute made everybody wear a helmet and buckle up it was really cute they go like four miles an hour with like full gear on <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was a great event everybody really had fun and I'm, I'm really looking forward to building it over the next few years yeah that's super cool yeah pat reynolds shout out to pat reynolds for running the barbecue it's good mm-hmm. keith keith decent showed up there was a bunch of people cool David, what did you do this weekend? We went on vacation, which we haven't done since 2019, since before the pandemic. So we rented a house on a lake somewhere in the middle of Michigan. And maybe some people will get this, but the highlight of my vacation was finding a Ponderosa. Do you guys, do you guys have Ponderosas or remember <laughs> yeah. Ponderosa? Yeah. So there used to be all kinds of them around this area. And as a kid, that's where we went to eat stinks mm. and they had uh i just remember them having the best little chicken wings ever and you know for 15 years or so there's been no ponderosas and then th- the city closest to that the cabin that we were running had one and kelly who is a vegetarian says well you talk about this place all the time you have to go so when my when, dad always talked yeah. my dad always wanted to go to ponderosa <laughs> and does. um it was it was um it was a major disappointment. It was so disappointing. <laughs> um, so I got what I would always get uh, as a ute. I got a, a ribeye steak, which surprisingly at a chain steak restaurant that is not known for quality was like $21 for this thing. And um, it was uh, it was so over-seasoned. Like it didn't taste like a steak. It tasted like Ponderosa seasoning. <laughs> And they didn't have the chicken wings. They were just out. They were out of Pepsi. And there was oh, no man. ice cream machine because you ate oh. all, you used to be able to eat all the ice cream that you wanted. So oh, yeah. it was quite disappointing. Um, but I would go again. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we... Would you go again assuming that they would have Pepsi and ice cream or you would just <laughs> go again even if those things were... You knew they were not there. I would go again, assuming they would have Pepsi, ice cream, and chicken. Okay, yeah, gotcha. So, uh, but we had a great time at this little cottage on the lake, just resting, getting away from things for a little bit. We took the dogs with us. 
these, the two dogs that we have, have never been on a trip. The old, my old dog, Weens, used to go on trips all the time. So uh, it was quite an adventure. One dog, super well behaved. The other dog was like, what are we doing? What's going on? Why can't I be in the front seat with you? It was, it was quite an adventure. <laughs> so, um, so we had a really, a really good relaxing weekend. Good. It's, it's funny. I, I, um, I didn't, there was, there was, there, there, there's basically two types of vacations. There's a vacation where you're, you're always doing stuff and there's like physical activities. And then there's vacation where you don't do anything. You just relax. And it was going to be one of those. And so I loaded up one of my musical devices and then I, I, I got it. I did all this prep beforehand thinking I'm going to take this. And I'm going to go, I'm going to write a song while I'm out there and it's going to be amazing. And then I, we get out there. I didn't do any of that. I just hung out with Kelly and just yeah. en- enjoyed the, enjoyed the time. I always have that, that heart to heart with myself when I'm loading up to go on a road trip or whatever. And I'm like, do I, I need this? I need my extra computer. I need my four chargers. Right, I right. need this battery <laughs> box. I need these 17 <laughs> GoPros. And then I think to myself, I'm like, do you really need that? Seriously, it's all really, I need. Yeah. <laughs> this lamp. Yeah. And then all we, I need in this. And then when we then get I back, the, it down. the the cabin owner on Airbnb was like, "Did you leave a computer behind?" No. And I was <laughs> like, "Oh yeah, I left an iPad there, so it's oh. it's being it's being shipped, so mm. um, it's not crucial to the business." So, and but we got back, and then yesterday we made a. New stand for my CNC, which is just going to be a, a video on how to make a tool stand. And um, it came out really good. It's uh, fancier. I have maybe somewhat fancy stands before, but this one looks extra fancy. And uh, Fancy stands. Yeah, fancy stand. So uh, that's going to be a video soon. And we made some progress on the electric piano that I've been talking about for about two and a half months. And when I've decided that we just... This thing has to get out of my shop. It's huge and it's take up a lot of space. So the motivation is for it to get my space back and get this thing out of the shop. So I got to finish that up. Awesome. Yeah. Excellent. So this uh, past week I have been, well, I guess maybe last week. Did I talk about the ridge vents that I did last week? You said, we, I remember we talked about you not falling off the, the roof. Yes. And you didn't. So, I here. did not fall off the roof. Um, I did add ridge vents. And that's the video that's coming out this week is... Um, got up on the roof, cut ridge vents, uh, added soffit vents to match the amount of flow because you got to put in intake to match the new output. And it was it was so hot and it was so much work that I just assumed it would have to work, right? It would have to be beneficial. And we've seen no improvement at all in the 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 whole reason I did this is because our boys' room is kind of like a converted attic space. It's not attic space, but it's surrounded by attic. And it's just really hot, like like 86 degrees at night, kind of hot. Whoa. And um, it, you know, obviously the hotter it is outside, the hotter it gets and everything. But I really thought this would make a difference, and it did not make a difference at all. The attic is cooler, but the room is not. And so uh, it's kind of frustrating. And I'm not really sure if, like, if there's something else attic-wise, ventilation-wise that I should be doing. Uh, but anyway, the the thing with the video coming out, it was weird because the whole intent of the video was, does this help? Does putting in ridge vents help cool your house or cool your attic? And it was, I really had the expectation going into it that, yes, it's going to help. And so I got to the end of the video and I had to be like, well, not really, kind of. Mm. I mean, it it made the, the attic... I mean, spoiler alert, I guess, if you're not going to go watch the video. But it um, made the attic about 10 degrees cooler, which is great, but it didn't change the room at all. And so I don't know if that just means that we have, like, a heating and cooling problem within the room. And I actually called somebody this morning to come take a look at that. But I don't know. It was disappointing because, you know, like, uh, most of our projects accomplish something, whether it's just something we want to have or something we want to make or see exist or fix or whatever. But... This one was a lot of manual labor. It was very hard uh, and very hot. It was not very hard. It was actually pretty easy to do, but it was very hot. And it just didn't really accomplish anything. And it was kind of disappointing. Mm. 
Think you might need a fan next, like a proper fan to pull? Well, maybe. I may have to put an active fan in the soffit because through this process, I learned that you're not supposed to you're not supposed to combine a ridge vent and an attic fan together that's on the roof because you can potentially reverse the flow and actually draw, like if it were raining, you could be drawing in wet air through the ridge if Mm. the the fan was pulling. And since the temperature fluctuates inside and out a lot, you never really know which way, you know, if the the hot air is going to be hot enough to actually go up to the ridge versus the fan pulling it and... So, <clears throat> really, once you do it, once you do the ridge vents, you need to leave it at ridge vents. You can't go back and add attic fans to it. Maybe a soffit fan, but I don't know. So, yeah, anyway, it was disappointing. But it may, got me thinking about that, you know, most of the videos we do, or at least us, I don't know about you guys, but um, they accomplish something. And so, it's weird to have a, vi- a video finish I did the work that needed to be done, but it just didn't really accomplish anything. So you didn't you didn't post the ridge like video yet? Not yet. It's coming out this week. Uh, is it going to have a big sad emoji in the, on the thumbnail? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> do you cut? Do you cut out the like three or four inches of roofing from the the ridge itself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's only it's you, you don't scary. need much. You actually cut like an inch. It depends on the ridge vent that you're using, but on ours, it was an inch on each side of the kind of ridge cap, whatever that piece is called. Um, and it actually, I thought it would be scary, but it actually wasn't that bad. You know, it's, and, and it wasn't, I'd never done any roofing at all, never laid a shingle before. And so uh, I wasn't sure what to expect there as far as, dealing with shingles, but I took the shingles off and was able to put them back down on top of this thing and, you know, didn't have to buy any new ones or could fix the couple that tore a little bit and stuff. So it wasn't, it wasn't bad work to do, but I don't know. I just didn't know if you guys had anything like that where you've done something, you got to the end of it and you accomplished it, but it didn't really improve anything or Mm. didn't. I don't know that I've had this, this feeling. It's either great success or uh, a complete failure. Nothing like <laughs> <laughs> complete failure. Yeah, catastrophic failure. Yeah, it was fun watching your the the bent wood video because I could see that like you got about halfway through and you had that look of yeah this is just this is going to be one of those that mm-hmm. didn't work and then you got it to work and it was cool to see it come back from that low. It was that, it was it was. Uh, it it was so disappointing that I didn't want to finish the video. I really was just like, this feels like a waste mm. of time. And I know people enjoy the, the failure stuff, but I was not having a good time. But when I had a couple of those aha moments, the excitement came right back. Right. I think people enjoy that probably more than just ending on a downer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, it adds like a, a an honest, a real drama to it. Yeah. It's not like manufactured drama, but... I think everybody would enjoy seeing it come out in a positive way, I would think. So, Bob, do you show a thermometer in your video? Like, this is before, this is after? Um, we, I took some, some measurements. So I got a thermometer and put it in the attic space. And it has, and then the little digital readout was in the room. So it's taking those two temperatures, room and attic, and then I have the outside. So I, I mentioned them at the beginning, and at the end I mentioned the differences between them. So... Can I, I want to ask another question. Now, is the room completely sealed in its own sheetrock envelope? Yes. And now, do you do anything to go from that room, from that heat change to the ridge vent? Is there anything in the sheetrock envelope that lets the hot air out up into the roof? Attic from space? within the room? No. Yeah. No. Maybe you should do that. Maybe you should put a vent in that so the heat can continually rise. Hmm. Capiche? I don't know if you're supposed to do that, though, because then you're taking theoretical air-conditioned air and pushing it out into the attic. Right. Oh, the room is air-conditioned. Oh, yeah. But it's just not, not doing well. And so one thing that's weird about this, and this is outside of the video, but you know, after we finished the video, I went looking for what can I do about the air conditioning in this room to improve it, right? So... I've got a chase that comes up from the basement where the units are. It goes straight up through into this. It's not a third floor. It's like a second floor attic kind of room. 
Okay. But with the basement, it's going through the main floor up into this room. And so this Jace goes up and then has a little uh, vent that comes out about a foot, a little line that comes out and goes into the room. So it's blown cold air right there. And then on the other side of this, it has another outlet that goes around through the attic to the other end of the room and then blows out. Okay, so I check the temperature at the vents blowing into the room. The one close to the chase is like 60 degrees. So it's blowing cold-ish air. Not as cold as it should be, I don't think, but cold-ish air. And then the other one was not blowing anything at all. So I thought, whoa, well, this is like it's blocked or something. And obviously that's the problem. So I went and bought flexible ducting, like 30 feet or whatever, replaced this, got in the, you know, 120 degree attic, replaced this whole line, got it all taped up and sealed and everything. went out there, nothing. It's just just stopping and coming out. Maybe if you restrict some of the air that's coming out of that one chase. I think, well, that flexible ducting is, that flexible ducting is only an R6. So it's not very well insulated at all. And I think by the time it got to the vent, it was just not cold anymore. Right. And it was long enough that there's not enough air pressure to like actually force anything out of it. So as a stopgap, I went back to that chase and I just cut off the long leg and left, capped it. Left so it. all of that air would blow out at least one thing. I know it's cold. Yeah. It's coming out of one place. Yeah. Um, but that actually hasn't helped anything. I think it's just not wasting hmm. some of the cold air. So anyway, uh, we have an HVAC person coming. They're on vacation, so next week sometime, mm-hmm. and hopefully, you know, we can figure it out, make some improvement. It, maybe, it, and we have like a window unit up there. That's it's like one of those inside units that vents out the window. That's on all the time. And it's the Mister Cool. Uh, cool. If you guys ever, you guys ever get a Mister Cool deal where you get like a free machine to install it in a video, those things work really well. Uh, yeah, that might be. Yeah, mini split might be where I have to go. Yeah, um, because Mister Cool just, will probably set you up with a unit. I mean, they're expensive and they're they're well made. We put yeah. one in. Actually, my buddy Mo, who's a pro, he put it in for me, and it it works really well. It works. It's hot in the in the winter when I need it, and it's cold in the summer. Hmm. Yeah, might have to go that route. Um, our house is is interesting because it has two units. And I think when my grandparents built the house, they had the kind of front of the house with all of the, like the formal dining room and the formal living room or whatever that they weren't used very often. So the front few rooms of the house are on one unit and they were all had doors. So you could close off that side of the house, turn that unit off when you weren't using them or whatever. But now we live in the whole house and I've taken out a lot of those doors. So the whole thing is kind of one big space. And so we still have two units, um, and so it may be a matter of rerouting that front unit just upstairs so it's blowing the full the full might of one air conditioner into that attic space that maybe that'll do it. Um, but I don't want to go like you know messing like cutting out lines and reconnecting things without some sort of an HVAC. Yeah, I think there's I, I think there's a science doing. to it that uh yeah. There's stuff a lot of stuff there I don't know. So Anyway, hopefully we'll be able to improve that. But it, it is kind of a frustrating place to be where my kids are hot and they're like, is there anything else we can do for this room? <laughs> I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. I promise. And it's just really hot outside. Like today, it's going to be 98 here. Mm. And that's a, that's a hot day. That room is not going to be fun tonight. So mm. anyway. But that's what I'm up against, trying to figure that stuff out. Um, you know. And then... Uh, Worked on the Carmagia. It's looking so that good. Video yeah, will be out next week. Thank That's you. That's part two of the Carmagia. Part I don't know. Part eighty-five <laughs> oh, feels yeah. like a long time. I don't know. Um, but it's it's like actually I have stuff on. Like I have replacement body panels in place. Yeah, and that feels pretty cool. I started working on the backhoe again for part two. My brother's here, so he did a lot of the electronics. But uh, a lot of the there's a lot of sheet metal. I did on my Instagram story last night. There's a battery box and control control switch box that you would use as steps. And they were both fairly destroyed mm-hmm. from usage. And this thing must have been like a tree logging thing because everything is bent from trees hitting it. So I'm rebuilding both steps on the left and right side. So I'm back on that. So part two of the of that video will be out eventually. Cool. Speaking so. of trees, 
Do you, did your trees come down? They were supposed to come down two weekends ago, and the the guy that's doing it, he he he's a tree guy for his local county, and then he has a side business. And on the side business, he has to rent some of the equipment that he needs, and the equipment wasn't returned by the time he was supposed oh. to get it, so it's been oh. delayed. And I texted him yesterday, and I was like, "Hey, do we have a new a new date?" And he's like, "The equipment hasn't been returned yet. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, am I holding you up? Maybe we can find another way around this." And I was just like, "We don't have a contractor nailed down, so just let's mm. just." push forward when, when we can i did have a um uh, a really sad disaster in the shop yesterday my miter saw died in the middle of a project and i have one of those fancy miter saws the the, mm. the festool and mm. we were uh um we, we were cutting pieces for for this uh piece of shop furniture and then we were like it smells like resin like you know like when resin gets hot and it has oh, that smell like oh, yeah. it smells like burnt resin and um it's coming from the miter saw that's that's just weird and then we just kind of like maybe this plywood has some sort of new clue because of weird shortages and stuff they're using some weird glue so we just wrote it off as that and then the very next cut uh it didn't sound quite right and then uh, the next cut after that, it just died in the middle of the cut. And uh, oh, no. uh, it was just like, oh, no. And thankfully in, in woodworking, there's, you know, 50 ways to make a cut. So we were able to push on. But as soon as this podcast is over, there's a local Festool dealer or authorized dealer. I'm going to take it to them. And I think they're going to send it out to Festool for repair. I, I posted it on Twitter and uh, a couple people have said, it will probably be cheaper than you think, and they happen to be really fast hmm. at repairs. So, uh, yeah, it was. I've I've never had a I've 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 had tools break. Like there was the recent coffee mug incident where like everything just kind of broke, but they're all like little tiny repairs, blades breaking and chucks breaking, but never had a major tool just stop working. And this is the first time that has happened, and uh. It was it was kind of sad, and we didn't record my sadness, uh, and it was just like I gotta pretend like I'm not sad and just keep and keep moving on. But uh, yeah, that's we had an incident at the track, and, and uh, we brought a welder there, and at one point everybody was crowded around the welder. I was like, "What's up? Is it just got to flip the switch?" Like, no, no, it just popped and and burnt out. I was like, "What happened?" And uh, they said. Uh, Somebody jiggled it into a bad outlet in the back of the go-kart building, which I don't really have maintenance in there or anything. We haven't been in there in so long. This place is just kind of tattered from the previous owners. All the electrical, every outlet is, is worn out. and There's like grounding plugs still jammed and broken off in some of the outlets. Anyway, these guys, uh, when I wasn't around, they went to plug in the welder and it popped and it burnt the welder out. So a welder I've been using pretty consistently since 2018 just popped and died and then somebody online somebody got a story of it and somebody sent it like this is the moment that the welder popped and broke but it was like kind of off to the side it wasn't the focus of the video but you hear a sounds like a firecracker go off and that was the electrical motherboard inside the the welder giving up anyway i told i told lincoln about it they're like oh, all right well thanks for letting us know patrick is thoroughly convinced it was the bad outlet so has nothing to do with the unit but it shorted out in the plug and sent it down into the unit and it caused the unit to pop. So we had to run and get a different welder, but you keep going back to it and you're like, come on. Like I gave it a couple right. of slaps. <laughs> try. I'm like, come on, you can't do this to me. Come on. You were my favorite welder. Come yeah, on. Don't die on me now. <laughs> come on, little buddy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We magically thought it would start working again. Like 20 minutes later, you know, just like, what if it just comes back? It was just, there was, dust in the system you know it tries to spin but it has no power and then it just kind of chokes out so i don't know hmm. what that is. they have uh uh D daniel my my brother he was like well maybe we can take it apart and look at it replace brushes or something and he's like it's got some weird screws on there some proprietary proprietary <laughs> stuff so 
There's fancy screws. Yeah, and it's out of warranty, so it's just it's just going to get repaired mm. the correct way, not my way. <laughs> when I was up working on the uh, roof, I had to use a circular saw to cut through that sheathing uh, we were talking about to get to open up the vents, and it was so hot that using a battery powered circular saw, I would get be able, and I talked about this in the video. I was able to cut for about four or five feet. Yeah. And then the saw would shut off. Long cut. And, well, it was just being in the sun, like the battery yeah. was overheating or something, I guess. I don't know. Um, but so then I'd have to take the saw and, like, pass it down, and they'd set it in the shade for a little while, and I'd go do something else and then come back and cut another four or five feet, and then it would, you know, overheat again. Mm. That was the first time I'd ever run into one of those tools just getting too hot. Yeah, And like, I don't think it was, like, the motor being too hot. It's I think there's a sensor in a, a, a sensor on those batteries because I've had that happen where I've just had a, a jigsaw, a battery powered jigsaw, sitting out in the sun all day, and then I would go back to use it, and it would just beep at me. Yeah, oh. meet me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nah, yeah. Take me back inside. Let me cool down. Yeah, yeah. That's why when like like a ridge beam cut like that, you would definitely need. I keep a couple of corded ones around for a really long cut. The other thing too is if you're in an inconvenient spot like that. And you want to start your cut and keep going and not have to kind of rearrange, get another battery, get off and go find a battery, mm. you know, you get yourself set yeah, up. Yeah, I just didn't want to have cord. like a, I didn't want to be hooked to a cord that was yeah. run down. You, you know, wrap it around your neck in case you slip. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> then it won't pull away from wrap you. Wrap it around your waist. <laughs> in case the saw gets away from you. <laughs> I, I, I recently saw, I was going through a list of the people that I follow on Twitter and then, uh, so you, you see other people, and then you see their 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 one line description for that Twitter account. And Jimmy's it was something about it had like a little caution sign on there, and said something about dangerous woodworking or dangerous working. Oh yeah, that was when when everybody was attacking us because they <laughs> they they couldn't pin the fact that we stole the show on us. They they went to us being dangerous or me being dangerous. So I just leaned into it and I said the most dangerous show. On Netflix. There you go. Yeah. The most dangerous man on Netflix is something stupid because everybody was railing us for being dangerous and teaching kids how to use, teaching eight year olds how to use angle grinders incorrectly. (laughs) Well, it made me laugh. And table saws. (laughs) Table saws. Yeah. So as if you're going to like teach the eight year old how to use an angle grinder and go, okay, have fun, kiddo. I'll see you later. (laughs) Report back. Yeah. Let me know how you do. (laughs) Table saws over there. Here's the light switch. I'll see you later. I'll be back in an hour. Hmm. <laughs> cool. Well, anything else going on? Mm. We don't have a topic. Unless you have a topic. I don't think we have a topic. I think we're topicless today. I was I was uh hesitant to even do a show today because I've am tired and you know, just kinda <laughs> <laughs> just like beat up and worn out and you know, like I don't really have anything useful to say <laughs> you know think. what it, you know what it is i mean it, 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 i felt the same way last night i it was the end of the day it was just about to get dark and i knew i had a this part two of the backhoe has really been lingering in the background and it's been hovering over me because we have a, a a job i can use the backhoe for but i removed the steps and the battery so i get this fifteen thousand pound piece of machinery that's just sitting there unusable because i'm not finishing Part two, I'm not finished. I could, I could drive it as is. I could jumpstart it, use it, but it's just not convenient. So I said to myself yesterday and later in the day, because Taylor and I had a conversation about it, I was like, it was like going to the gym. Like, you don't want to go to the gym. The motivation, you need to sum up. So I needed to sum up the motivation, and the backhoe is in the weeds, and that's part of it. My brother's like, well, let's whack the weeds all around it so we could use it, get at it. And, and then I just said, let's just get it out of there. So at the end of the day, I kind of, Forced that motivation, went over there, jumped the, the, the machine, got it moving, pulled it out of the weeds, drove it up to where you see it in the Instagram story so that I could work on it cleanly. And now that it's right outside, it's there every minute for me to remind me. So sometimes you just got to get out of your own way mm-hmm. when it comes to doing something like that mm-hmm. and you know, put it front and center. If it's front and center, then you, you're reminding yourself about it. If it's out of sight, it's out of mind, kind of. There's no doubt that so, my biggest block is myself and just like, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like there's too many things to do, but if I wrote down all the things that I need to do today, probably wouldn't be that many. I just, just got to organize the, the stuff in my head. 
You know, it, it's funny. Like I'm the same way. I think everybody is the same way. Where you know, some little thing about a job or about a, a task that we need to do is, it's like not as hard as we think it yeah. is, but we build it up in our head as like this big thing. So we we got a fence put in recently around our backyard because we have dogs now, and it crosses our um, driveway because the driveway comes up around the back of the house, <clears throat> and so we had them put in two big gates that, you know, so you could still open them, just swing gates, so you can still drive back there if you need to. But, uh, and they were going to put on, like, openers. It was, like, five grand to add openers to this gate. Yeah. I said, no, thank you. I'll just figure that that out on my own. And so uh, I found uh, this company that sells a set of openers, and... It was like 800 bucks for this. They look really nice. They have lifetime warranty and everything. So I thought, oh, this is something like I can do myself. It's just a matter of mounting these things to this gate. And so I get these openers in, and they're really nice. It's, a, it's like everything you need, except that they're made for a much beefier post than what mm. we have. And, whoa, yeah, how about that? He was. Did he? You were not muted. You are now. Oh, I wasn't muted. You yeah, were not. You oh. unmuted just to do that. Oh my god! I'm so sorry. I got confused. Someone came in the room and confused my timing. Thanks, Pat. That's all right. I did the same thing with sneezing earlier, or whatever, whatever it was. All right. Sorry. Um, anyway, so I got this thing and got everything I need, and and then just the effort of actually putting these openers on the gate to make it usable is just, it's not hard work. It's just a matter of, you know, like, Oh, okay. I got to cut down a piece of metal and make a little plate to mount it to the posts. And like, I can do that. And, you know, but it still feels like it's going to be a lot more. There's, there's added steps that wasn't there before. And that adds even more blockage to, to the project. I would, if you would have said at first, like, Oh, it's $800 for the opener. I'd be like, man, that's more than I thought. But your first, your first price was $5,000, which not $800 sounds like a steal now. It does. It's, it's not still $800. (laughs) (laughs) And the fact that I had to like make these plates to be able to mount the thing to the gate. And then I realized. Yeah, and then I realized that, well, one of these is going to be on the other side of the driveway, and I have to get that wire across the driveway. Oh, that means I have to figure out how to run a pipe underneath the driveway so I can feed a wire through it. And then that's a whole, like, I figured out how to do it technically, but I have to get out there in this hot weather and actually, like, hammer this pipe underneath the driveway and hope that I can get it in the right place. And, you know, so it's become a bigger thing, but I really just need to take each one of those little steps. I need to go out, get sweaty, <laughs> hammer the pipe. And once I have the pipe, then the next day, come in well, and feed the It's going to be 98 today, know. so just take it easy today. Yes. Today's not today. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. We're, well, that's, that's, <clears throat> that, I think it's important to, we've said this so many times, and people are probably going to shut off the podcast right now, but it is the idea of... <laughs> taking a project and i know this close friends of mine i talk to and they see the entire project and they go i don't know where i'm yeah. going to start i'm like just yeah. start at the beginning and don't think about any of it you know i i said this before too i had a girlfriend that would constantly say what about when we get there what about what happens when this happens and then what about if they say this i go let's just worry about the next step i just when that step happens we will deal with whatever happens there and i would always say yeah. we crossed and i me and this friend would always say, I would always say, we crossed that. And she would finish my sentence. Oh, we crossed that bridge when we get to it. I'm like, stop worrying about the entire project when the only thing we need to worry about is the next part of it. And for me yesterday, I said, let me see if I can get this thing started. I got it started. I'm like, okay, I got it started. If I couldn't get it started, I would have went back. I would have procrastinated more, but I got it started. I'm like, okay, now here I am. I'm in the seat. It's running. Let me move it. Let me put it up close to the building where the tools are. I got it there. So let me make sure the hydraulics work. The hydraulics work. All right, cool. Well, I still got some sunlight. Let me take off the batteries and the steps. And then last night I got a day's worth of work done in just a couple of hours because I just kept saying, let me go to the next thing. Let me try that. Here's but it the wasn't trick. the plan. Here's yep. the trick. You got to, even though you, we all know in our own heads, we just got to get started to, to do the thing. You need, you need a buddy. You need somebody to tell you to just get started because your brother said, let's just go chop down the weeds and, and, yeah. and get it going. Yeah. So 
And you know, you were telling that that ex girlfriend, you just you just got to get started. I, I think I just need somebody to tell me, even though I already know it, just to reinforce that. I can give you Heather's number. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, you need to tell her. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, you can be that buddy yeah. for a complete stranger. Yeah, so I I kind of started doing that. I went out one day with a trencher and I dug the beginning of the hole underneath the driveway just to have the the entry point for the pipe. And I bought the pipe and like it's laying out there. I did that one day, you know. And then then the next day I rounded up like 300 hoses so that I could have water run all the way across our yard to get to that thing because you have to run water into this pipe as you hammer it through mm-hmm. to kind of help. And so I'm I've done a little bit at a time. But I have found many excuses not to continue the work. I do have the <laughs> plates made. I did cut the plates and uh, drilled the holes and stuff in them. So I just need to paint them, and then they're ready to be mounted, uh, going to be bolted on. The, the whole time, are you thinking, I should be filming this. This, this? I should be making money on this. Well, I kind of. But then... I was even hesitant to talk about doing this on here because it feels so extravagant. (laughs) I I know that's stupid, but for me to publicly say, we have a gate that crosses our driveway Mm. with openers that can be opened by a remote. I feel so, but it's just like, that's how our life is. We are, you know, we just have to have a driveway that goes behind our house and we have to get there with a car. So I have to, right now it's held together with a bungee cord. So that's how fancy I am. (laughs) But no, I mean, I, I think it's one of those things that I could certainly film, but I don't think it applies to that many people, you know. Yeah. Um, maybe running a pipe underneath the driveway would be useful Bob, for... Is, do your you, gates, ah, you're really loud. I know, you sorry, sorry we're running a tool. When your gates close, does it come together and make the big M logo? Like the- no. <laughs> oh, that would have been cool. That's what you need, with like musical signs and stuff, yeah. like Elvis gate. Maybe, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Hmm. That would be amazing. Maybe I should make my own replacement gates. Yeah. That's not a bad idea, actually. So it could have saved money. <laughs> Making my own gates. You know, you, you wouldn't save money. It would cost twice as much. Nah, that's probably true. It's actually interesting because we had this fence put in, which was very expensive, by the way. Like, fences are no joke. Um, it was an aluminum fence. It's not like the top of the line, you know, industrial steel fence or whatever. So... They put the fence in, but the gates didn't come in at the same time. So we had a fence with no gates for a couple of weeks, which is makes them useless, just so you know. If there's holes in fences, they don't act as fences. So eventually they showed up with all of our gates to put in, and there's like a couple of like walkthrough gates on different sides, and then there's these drive-through gates. And they're all aluminum except for the drive-through gates. And so when they showed up, they said, I think what happened was when we put in the order for all of these pieces, they forgot to make your aluminum gates. And when I called to complain about it, they just manufactured some real quick to fit, but they made them out of steel. And he was like, you got about a free $2,000 upgrade or something. So I guess the difference in these things going from aluminum to steel, the same construction gate is two thousand dollars hmm. like, that's crazy yeah. wow it just if it's just material cost i don't know maybe build your own gate that, but you could have absolutely and so i i think for less than two thousand dollars which i mean that was the increase in price so i don't even know what the gate itself cost i, I don't know but two thousand dollars you should definitely be able to make a square tube <laughs> gate so i probably should have looked at that a little bit but metal metal and and material obviously has gone up so much so that i i I bought recently because I have a lot of three-phase machinery. This is just a crazy indication. I bought 250 feet of three-phase wire about three years ago. It was $600. The same amount of wire that I bought about a week ago was $2,000. Oh, wow. So, and the guy just rolled his eyes. He goes, that's the material cost these days. So yeah. to run some of the three-phase equipment, you need certain type of wire, and there's no way around it. So I buy a big roll of it just to have it for the machines. As we need the machines, we pull off 10 feet, 15 feet, whatever we need. But I had to bite the bullet. Otherwise, I can't use the machines. The other day, I was looking at building a, a shop project, a big kind of container. And um, I was trying to figure out how many sheets of plywood I would need for it and figured out the cost. And I'm like, well, actually, it would kind of make sense to use one of these for it to be melamine just because it would be slicker. And I looked at the cost of a sheet of melamine, and it's like 
$42 or something, which is more expensive than it was, but that's half the price of a sheet of plywood. I'm like, oh, well, I could make this whole thing out of melamine. So I wouldn't be surprised if we started seeing a lot more melamine projects for things that don't, you know, for like shop type stuff, because it's so much cheaper. Interesting. Yeah. And it's pre-finished kind of on the outside and uh, we, this is a lot cheaper. Yeah. Yesterday we went to the plywood uh, dealer here in town. We bought three sheets of five eighths inch Baltic birch and it's a five by five sheet each and a bottle of glue and it came out to $298. So we're getting close to $100 for a sheet of Baltic birch. And my brother asked the guy, he's like, is this going to come down like the other construction materials? And he's like, it comes from Russia. Like it's, it's, I, he doesn't see it coming down mm-hmm. anytime soon until there's a, 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 a better alternative. Yeah. I feel like there was another, like a European, European country that had, that exports Baltic birch. Oh, I can't remember what, Finland or something maybe, but I feel like that came up at one point and they were like, yeah, it's going to be two years before the gap can be oh, begun yeah. to be filled by this other country or something to that effect. I don't remember the specific. My supplier that. said when he's done with the Baltic birch he has in house, he says he doesn't think he'll ever be able to get it again, unfortunately. Yeah. I've oh, I've wow. heard rumors of apple pie being a a good um, go to for that, but and we mentioned it to my brother mentioned it to the guy, and he's like, "Yeah, we don't our our supplier doesn't give us apple birch." So I mean, I feel like there's got to be huh. something that you yeah. know, Canada Canada's got to come through. Doesn't a lot of plywood come from Canada? <laughs> yeah, come on, come on Canada. Canada. Uh, I don't know. So if there's any Canadians listening, we can't get on that. No plywood allowed in America. So you have too many video game players. <laughs> right. so don't even think about it. <laughs> I'm going to thank our Patreon supporters. Uh, big thanks to everybody over there that helps us out. Like I mentioned before, uh, they make this show go. We don't have sponsors. We have Patreon supporters, and they are super cool. And we're very thankful for everybody over there at all the different levels. Uh, they all get the after show, which is another little show we do after this, hence the name. And uh, there's usually secret stuff or other stuff, extra stuff in there. 15, 20 minutes or so, and it's a separate feed. And you have to get that feed through Patreon. So if you support us at any level, go to patreon.com slash making it, choose a level, and then you'll see a separate RSS feed there that you can put in your player and you get the after show. But big thanks to our top supporters over there. Corey Ward, Albers Woodworks, Works by Solo, Chad from Minecrafting. You can make this... <laughs> Did I do it again? <laughs> oh, man. I'm so sorry. You did. That's it. See, now everybody knows how much I burp when nobody's hearing me. No, they just know a little bit of how much I, I unmuted myself to burp and then muted myself again. I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> I'm going to start that list over. Dave went in the other room <clears> to burp, <throat> so he's being a gentleman. Yeah. Here he comes. He's laughing. Dave, did you hear that? <laughs> I, I could hear everything. I had to leave the room for a second. I could hear everything. <laughs> oh, man. I got to get my mute okay. button in order. <laughs> you need a big red light. Big thanks to Corey Ward, Albers Woodworks, Works by Solo, Chad from Minecrafting. You can make this too. Fun Kiss Artistic Creations, Rich at Lowen Designs, Odin Leather Goods, and Full Steam Designs. Like I said, we have a spot or two open now on that list. Albers Woodworks was at the go-kart track, so thank you, Austin. Oh, yeah? Yep. Cool. Awesome. Shout out to Austin. Um, yeah. And so big thanks to them and to Joshua Barber, also one of our patron patrons. Uh, pa- I almost said patron supporters. Patreon supporters. Patrons. But everybody over there is awesome, and we are very grateful for you. So thank, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For your support. You guys have anything to recommend this week? Sure. I got um, – I had it. here it is. Uh, it's it's a new newish uh, DIY woodworking channel called Proper DIY. Um, I'm going through his videos, and his the oldest video is a little over a year ago, and he's putting out all kinds of great content. Like, and in the past year, like dozens of videos, uh, and just some, and it seems like it's getting some traction. So this is a, a channel to look out for. And it's called Proper DIY. Cool. What type of DIY? Uh, like the latest one is a is a kitchen stool, and then he's got some outdoor garden benches and and stuff, and just uh, basic DIY 
stuff mixed in with some some woodworking. Cool. And well Excellent. done. All right, Jimmy. Now you have to actively <laughs> unmute your microphone and tell us your pick. Oh, me? Um, you talking to me? Yeah. I was, bu- I was busy yeah, burping. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been, I've been chat- I'm just going to mention Alex from French Guy Cooking. We've been chatting a little bit behind the scenes. We might be doing a couple things together. But Alex from French Guy Cooking, who came here recently, and we did a bunch of Instagram stories. He came here from Paris. He was in New York, so he stopped and spent a day here. We spent the night, and we were, did some machining, making some pasta dyes. I don't know when and how that video is going to be released, but we made a pasta dye in the machine shop. It was a lot of fun. So... Go check out Alex at French Guy Cooking if you don't already follow Alex him. He's got great. a huge channel. He's a funny guy, super, super likable and super creative. Sweet guy. Yes, he's a good guy. We, He and I have talked about working on something together, and we were really close before the pandemic and pandemic shut down our collaboration, which was going to be in his studio. But um, I hope we get to eventually make something together. He's a good guy. Um, mine is a channel that will not be useful to most people, so sorry, but it's called 40 Channel, and it is a guy, and I don't remember his name, but it uh, is a guy in Australia who rebuilds 40 series Land Cruisers, and he has several of them, and I think has gone through a few of them, like he'll do one and then pass it on to his kids or sell it or something and do another one, but he's... He has lots of just really good practical, this is how you take this thing apart and this is how you work on this and this is how you put this thing back together. And um, he's just a good, positive dude, you know, uh, family man. It just has a really, he's fun to listen to because he's Australian, so that's awesome. But if you're at all into Land Cruisers, he's got some good stuff. Um, and he's in Australia, so like everything that, he, when he drives around, it looks like a totally different world. Like, I, I, I want to go to Australia someday. Aren't it new Land like Cruisers coming different. out? Like a new version? Dave, didn't you send that to the chat? There's a company that takes uh, uh, modern Land Cruisers and then makes them look vintage. It was uh, Oh, so that's not from... Toyota, no, 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 no. It's it, a, yeah, it, it's a company that does uh, that does the mods. It's um, there's it's a cool little Instagram and I think on Twitter channel called Cool Materials, and they just post cool stuff. That's where I saw that. Mm. Um, separately, I found a thing. Those do look really awesome, by the way. I found a thing on Instagram, and it was like a and just an ad for a toolbox and I, it was an interesting looking little toolbox. And so I looked at it and I think the company is called Toyo steel, T O Y O steel. And they're like stamped steel toolboxes. And I looked them up and they come from Japan, but, and they're inexpensive. It's probably really thin gauge steel, but they come in all these different colors, like enamel uh, painted colors. And they're like 35 bucks for a cool, toolbox with like the ones that open up and come out or they have flip tops or whatever. And they're really inexpensive. But then when you go to buy one and have it shipped here, the shipping is more than the toolbox. And I don't know if anybody knows anybody at that company to where we could figure out a way to get them into the U S but they're really cool little toolboxes, especially to like have in a vehicle, you know, have, have a set of tools in a vehicle or something. I don't know that it's like a T O Y O steel. <clears throat> and um, they have a bunch of different sizes and everything. And I've never used one. I, they just look really nice. And I th- they have, like, really good color and design and stuff to them. But they're just too expensive to – it's not worth getting one, you know. It becomes expensive when you get one, I guess is what I'm saying. Is that these but guys? if anybody knows anybody at that company, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. so cute. They're just simple little cool toolboxes. But 44 bucks. Yeah, but then shipping is like another 44 bucks. <laughs> Free <laughs> yeah. shipping. Orders 150 or plus. Or four of them. Yeah, well, that's true. I guess if you buy several of them. Yeah. Anyway, I just ran across those the same way. You know, it was just like a, a thing on Instagram that it, I saw. There is... Anyway. Yeah, there, there's something related to that. A while back, I found uh, these amazing, just absolutely beautiful pipe clamps. 
you, you know the the pipe clamps that you always see at Home Depot and and every woodworker starts off with them. There's this company in Japan called O T O R O. Uh, they make really beautiful pipe clamps, and I wanted to get some, but they're not sold in America. And like the shipping was like four times of what the what the clamp would be. And it's one of those things mm. I want to see <laughs> come here too. Yeah. I'll um I'll put a, we can put a link in the show notes. So if anybody has a lead on where to get them in America, I would totally buy them. Is that these yeah. guys right here? These kind of sexy looking ones? Uh, it looks like it. Yep. Yep. Isn't it funny how like something like that is, I would imagine, I don't know, but I would imagine it's functionally identical yeah, yeah. to what you would get at Home Depot, but it just looks way nicer. It's they. Simpler, they do claim gotta go with the style. They do claim that they work. There's a there's the function inside the twist mechanism that keeps the pressure parallel, where a normal pipe clamp has some sort of little angle. It's kind of hard oh. to explain. And and I yeah. didn't yeah. research. They have the this. drive is directly the drive is directly in line with the pipe, yes. not necessarily parallel to it. Exactly. Yes. It's cool. Interesting. Cool. All right. Well, uh, unless you guys have anything else, we made a show out of nothing. We just Seinfeld the crap out of this show. (laughs) (laughs) I could burp again. (laughs) For in our show notes, I'm going to put today we talked about absolutely nothing. Nothing. Done. Cool. Uh, Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you had a great fourth. And whether that's a holiday for you or just a day, hope it was awesome. And. We'll see you see, next time. I'm going to burp the words I love you. Hold on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Let me mute. Oh, too late. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, bye. Love you. Just kidding. After show.